Uh, there was a lot of gravel at that Spanish Grand Prix. No spin this time. No spin for my no, spin. No spin. I guess we no kind of jinxed him in a bad way <laughs> or a good way. Um, good so, yeah, finding the gap. We're back for our Spanish review, the Grand Prix that's just happened. Um, not as boring as I guess we predicted in our preview show. Um, Listen, just... 10 years from now, I get the books, results. Yet another victory for Lewis Town. So another one yeah another another sleeper for the fans exactly and we're all happy because we all picked him to win no we're not no we're not we're all over the moon (laughs) i mean he at least he had to work for this one right it it wasn't just given to him he he had to put in uh put in the effort there uh to get this one done so at least you feel you know solid about about that part of it but yeah, not very little excitement in the first 30 laps. You know, you could have uh, taken a nap, wake, you know, woken up at halfway yeah. point and still, you know, figured out the whole race there pretty easy. So. Yeah, but let me ask you this question. Do you think that, let's say Mercedes didn't go for that strategy. Do you think, he, I think he would have a problem passing, but I think he would still yeah. pass Max and win. You know, and I hate doing like this Monday morning quarterbacking here, but. <laughs> uh, I, I believe that you know he would get to Max. Maybe they would fight for maybe five, six laps, and he would pass because Mercedes has an overall better package. But like you said, and we we can start with that, right? Mercedes pit strategy was great, and they definitely, you know, and, and by and by great you mean absolutely lucky because <clears throat> there there's there's. Okay, there's no explanation of what they were trying to do with their pit strategy because the, it's just malfeasance that they didn't react when Verstappen had the slow stop. They had a huge opportunity for an easy overtake if they would have just reacted at that Pitted moment. Him. And so then they stumble into, well, now that, now we have to go long uh, on the first stint mm-hmm. and – the only, the only thing they can do is to make a really short second stint. So I think they stumbled into this strategy and it just so happened uh, to turn their way. Um, you know, the fact that they didn't take advantage though of that slow pit stop, um, the, it, they forced Red Bull um, to, to be on, on, on their back foot. And, and that was really the, the crux of the, the whole race there, that Red Bull, when uh, Lewis made his second stop, Red Bull wasn't in position to, you know, they didn't have tires ready to go to react when he made that second stop, right? So they were out of position. They weren't ready to go. Um, So that's the genius of the Mercedes strategy. But the fact that they lucked into it, though. I think you're undermining the the Mercedes, uh, not Mercedes, (laughs) but the German engineering. The Germans. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're undermining them too much. You know, and I think they, they have all the stats and I think they have all the strategies. And they they trust Lewis to just go and fuck racket and yeah, you know do fastest lap after fastest lap and cash to Max and just go and pass. I would say that I was a little disappointed that Max didn't put up a fight. Uh, Bautas put a better fight than Max yeah. actually <laughs> by holding him for like two or three uh, turns, like, but cost him three tenths of a second. So just yeah. trying to get past him. So I mean, yeah. The strategy was really good. There is some elements of luck there. Like if Red Bull pits, it's probably not as easy as a move. But as soon as right. they didn't pit that straight away, it's like, okay, you have to stay out now and you have to hope that something goes wrong with Lewis that 
cost him catching up because I think before he pitted the second time, he was going to get there with like two laps to spare. So yep. I mean, you can see Max holding him off for two laps, but when Lewis pits and you know Max doesn't, then it's like, okay, he's going to catch you very early and you're going to have nothing left and he's going to get past you. And it, Red Bull said it straight away. Looks like we're going to have a hungry 2019 again. They knew what was coming straight away as soon as they yep. didn't pit. So that's I mean, on them. And I think I think it's on Red Bull as well because they had like a one to two laps to react to it. Because yep. if you saw those stats that you can trust much, but you know <laughs> the, the first two laps after Max would still be you know contention there ahead minimally, right? And I don't know if it wasn't quick thinking enough from Red Bull or they just thought that you no know, catching is something, passing is another one. But like I said, Hamilton just didn't have any issues passing max but i mean you you get the feeling that both teams would have been happy to pit at the same time you know reasonably the the same pit and and so they come out you know verstappen hamilton after the the first pit stop and then it's just a a game of chicken or a duel to the end to see who chooses to stay out to the end uh, and manage their tire wear or who who decides to um, to pressure and then come in for that second stop. So it was going to end in a similar fashion, um, but it just I, I think the way it, it unfolded for Mercedes was not their original plan at all. I think they both would have been happy to just uh, have have that duel uh, throughout the rest of the race instead of this, you know, uh, sort of cat, uh, a distant cat and mouse game when when the cat was going to win the whole time. Yeah. But you know, but you know, yeah. what? I think. <laughs> You, if you're looking from an angle that Mercedes lucked out, I, I, I think it's more planning, right? They, they knew they had to do something different, right? Otherwise, they, they could have fought in one, they could have fought in Max Hold because if both tires were bad, you know, um, yeah. there was no way to know what's going on. However, I do think Mercedes were performing well on the mediums uh, compared to yeah. Red Bull, so that was another advantage. That they chose to go with mediums and not. I don't. I don't know if they had enough laps to go with the uh, softs. Uh, I feel like if they did, they uh, would have gone straight to the softs. It would have made it so much easier. But a pair of used mediums. When you right. look at Max was going to have to go forty something laps on mediums yeah. that can yeah. in the past had only gone twenty seven to twenty nine laps. It was like okay, we put these on. You know he'll get that time easily. I mean at the start of that. The, the, the two stints when they pitted, he was a second quicker than Verstappen on that first pit stop. So know, obviously you're going to be a lot quicker when you get it even fresher tires and his are older. So, so it was so just Mercedes, Mercedes must be so upset though at, at Botas that he yeah. prevent, he prevented He's feeling them. It. He's yeah, feeling he, it. Oh yeah. He was never in position to finish second. Yeah. Right. It, from, from uh turn lap one, turn four, Leclerc zooms past him. From yep. that point on, he's never in, in contention for second place. And he's never in a position to pressure Verstappen to stay out. And and yeah. in there at the end when uh, Verstappen pits uh, to try to get the fastest lap, he's never in position to pressure him to, no. you know, uh, to, to think twice about making that pit stop or cover him in any way. They've got to get George Russell in that seat immediately because a – you know, an orange traffic cone could do what Botas did <laughs> this weekend, finish third in a car that clearly should have been second. I think he's I mean, feeling the heat. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, that yeah. the fact that he Absolutely. didn't just let Lewis go by is, oh, yeah. uh, you don't want me here next year anyway. Why should I help you now? Like, right, exactly. He's like, fuck it. No, fuck mold. No. 
Um, yeah, yeah, he's in don't give a fuck mode. Like, there's yeah. going to be, which is bad for him because they're not going to help him with strategies. If he is in a position where he's in the front, then if he's the past history says, well, you don't help the team when you're in the back right. position. Why should we let Lewis let you buy? Like, yeah, and I mean, his comments after the race just sort of proved that he's like, oh, I was in my own race. It's like you were lucky to be on the podium. Like from the way that race started, you had nothing on Leclerc. Leclerc's car is Correct. inferior by a long way, and you could not pass him. So. The fact that he got a podium is a miracle for Mercedes and himself, but he almost cost them the win just by being well, a douche. Like kudos, kudos to Charles for being yeah fourth. Well, I, I want to give I want to give some kudos to um, to the the track. You know, uh, they they put in uh, turn ten, uh, which was you know the the reason they changed it back to its configuration. You know, was so that MotoGP would kill fewer riders uh, so kudos to them uh, for helping us forget about the the blood stains on the track uh, it was really hard to notice uh, all the the blood streaks across the track uh while i was watching because there was absolutely no passing uh going on that corner added nothing yeah. to this track uh, but but kudos to them for making that change so. Yeah, I mean, I was whinging a lot about it before the race, but it didn't make too much of a difference. Yeah. It is a huge overtaking spot where you just dive inside, but there was no – like so few drivers were that close together except for that one train behind Alonso where that was going to make entertaining passing opportunities anyway. So it's just a it's just a boring track. <laughs> it's a historic but boring track. Um, kudos, yeah, so kudos to Leclerc. They yep. – he beat Sainz again. My my boy Sainz didn't perform well at home. Beat Perez. Oh. He did, did he? Yeah, no, Perez he got on. Oh no, yeah, sorry, he got fifth. No, oh, Perez, no, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Perez got fifth and Leclerc but, got fourth. So he beat Perez. Oh, Leclerc, oh. not not not. Yeah, Leclerc beat, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Leclerc beat Perez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leclerc qualified fourth, finished fourth. I mean, an excellent yep. weekend for him. Oh yeah, what he had to do. Considering the the uh, where Ferrari is, it's an awesome result. Yep, but yep. what I'm more worried about is I think I jinxed my boy Norris this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, severely yep. jinxed him. I mean, he's not going to be perfect every race. You know, he got points. They're the only team that's got um, like both cars in points finishes the whole season. But yeah, they we joked before coming on, they've switched cars. Him and Rick, Ricardo had a great day, best drive for McLaren Ooh. so far, and Lando Norris had a Ricardo kind of day. Well, not uh, only that, he he was kind of told to let Ricardo pass. So the yeah. opposite from pre the previous race. Yeah. But well, you know, I mean, Norris certainly had uh, a rough day and really a rough a weekend, weekend uh, yeah. overall. And uh, but you know, his poor performance it just breathes some life into Ricardo. You know, now he yep. has a yep. little bit of skip in his step there, so it's good for him. But it, it's good for the more, team. It's good for the team. Absolutely. Yeah, two good drivers. If they can but both you know, put it together. What I struggled with was who had the more disappointing result? Um, Norris, who, you know, probably had a top six uh, mm -hmm. car, at least capable of a driver and car combination. Or Proven with Alon Ricardo. Alonso, who finished with was like P17 or something. 17th. <laughs> um, they, they were both handily beaten by their teammates. Uh, I'm probably going to say Alonso had... Uh, the more disappointing day because he looked old. He looked out of place compared yeah. to Ocon. And um, so Norris, he sh certainly should have scored uh, more points for the team, but at least he's competitive. At least, you know, he's still, uh, he was still within some, some sort of, of reach of uh, Ricardo, but Alonso on the other hand, um, he, 
we might find out in it later on this season that he's going to be the ultimate teammate a la Nelson PK jr. At the 2008 <laughs> Singapore race that he is going yeah. to crash to give Ocon his uh, first podium finish. So yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to is, uh, you know, crash gate 2.0 uh, <laughs> for, for Alonzo, but really disappointing for both Norris and Alonzo this weekend. So I'm going to put a poll question up on the Twitter. Um, I'll put it a bit later. So when, by the time the show shop, it, show, show drops, it's kind of live, but it'll be who had the more disappointing race. And it'll be Alonzo Norris. Because, I mean, you're right. Like, Alonso looked really good, made a small mistake, and just yeah. dropped all the way back down. But he looked good. But eventually, those some of those cars were going to get past him as they started to because he was the front end of a train. Everyone had DRS. Eventually, it was going to engulf him. And it, and it did. And it engulfed Russell, too, because he was there at one point in the points yeah. and just couldn't hit. Just, you know, the pressure of all those cars behind you, eventually, you're going to make a small little mistake and it, you know, drops you back, I think, for Norris. Yeah, it was yeah. 14th. Yeah, he finished 14th, but that's uh, Alonso is another one that I jinxed. I need to stop praising all my favorite <laughs> drivers because I want them to succeed. You need uh, to start yeah. praising Hamilton. <laughs> you start praising Hamilton. Yeah, that's yeah. my tactic from now on. But the, the thing is, like I said, I don't like Max either, so uh, it's a it's a tough choice here. We, we all um, want Norris to win. Like yes. Yeah. No, 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 we don't. Yeah. Like, I want him to suck. No, so yeah, no, no, we don't. We're just... <laughs> no, no. I like to see so, Valtteri on that top step. <laughs> here's the thing. Remember, remember when he went to like when Alonso went to McLaren, and no, everyone knew that he was gonna suck for a while because yep, that car was bad. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, he always got media attention. He was always like he would finish last. People would would go after him for an interview, you know, and get his opinion and stuff. Right now, it's just like you said, it's the bottom of the barrel, like the, the sad, you know, in the existence of a once very good driver. And I don't know if it's him, the car, a combination of both. Like, Ocon is doing well. So it's like, yeah. as much yeah. as I don't want to believe, I think it's time, right? I think, I think when he was at and McLaren, right, like they had a shit car. He knew he had a shit car. So when yeah. he's racing, you know, his comments were great back to the back to his right. pit crew when he's racing. Like, we have no power. This car is shit, blah, 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 GP2, blah, blah. GP2 engine. Yeah. Now he knows he's in a good car. So yeah. the fact that they're struggling is because he's making mistakes on the track. So he can't really say things to the pit crew. No, but he's what, not going to get the attention. But my point is, I think by the media not going after him, I think it's a signal that even the media doesn't take him serious. He's not yeah. as relevant anymore. He's and that's the sad sitter. part, I guess. Yeah, yeah the, the relevancy. He's not relevant. And, and if you look at it, he's what two, three years older than, than Hamilton. He's not that older than him. No, he's not that old. Like <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, Raikkonen's so, older than him. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, Raikkonen is the oldest. But yes, yeah, <laughs> I would. He's the. And then we could go on a special uh, about Alonso here. He's the. You know, the, the example of everything that could go wrong went wrong, right? Yep. After his, like, double world championship, he made all the wrong decisions from that point on, you know? So, He made the wrong people mad, you know? I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, Very the, arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, the you know, the Ferrari deal going sour, I mean, that that's just the, crystallizes it there. Well, let's yeah. save an Alonso special for later, right? Because... Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I think, I think uh, we could have a good conversation I, on that. I, so, uh, yeah, I have to admit, I was feeding into the hype of uh, Alonso, oh, but also absolutely. I was I've been feeding into the hype of Aston Martin, and uh, <clears throat> they they completely let me down 
uh, this weekend. Yeah. So as you know, I predicted a, uh, a double <laughs> points finish, but I, I have figured out the things they need um, so that they'll be able to score points and score Better points car? consistently. So, well, it's a, it's four things they need. They only, it's only four. Okay. okay First they cool. need better pit stops. Okay. Um, to get that out of the way. Number two, they need better pit strategy. Number three, okay. they need better drivers and then four better cars. <laughs> if they get all those things, they will start yeah. scoring points. You know, I can see them yeah. finishing, you know, eighth place. Uh, I mean, Stroll looked kind of good. Like he got into the points, yeah. but, you know, that illegal move not going around the track coming on early, which cost yeah. him. And he never, never got a chance to go past him again. And it was like eight laps from the finish. I just assumed it would be a formality that he would get around. But Gasly just fucking flew past everybody. Yeah. So speak, speaking of arrogance and sadness and all that, I you guys knew that I, I was joking about, hey, Snowda and the Cinderella story is over. But like his comments this week just like yeah. cemented my opinion on him. He's not, not only arrogant, I think he's going to be the future of Formula One and not because he's good. It's because it's the millennial generation taking over Formula One. Yeah, like, so it's gonna be more they of him. Spoil, spoil little babies. Hey, I yep. don't think I have the, the same car as Gasly. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like I uh, no, we joke about that, but I've never seen a driver questioning car. No, you can question setup, you can question if you didn't get a, a, a like a, a part, you know, and there's upgrades and, and who gets first and all. But the way that he put out there, it was like as if he had a completely different car. And you know. It's like get ready for this millennial bullshit coming. Yeah, you know, and they spoiled spoiled babies coming and taking over. And I don't know if I'm looking forward for that. He he certainly wasn't saying that after the uh, Bahrain race. So yeah, when right. he finished the points, why would, why would he say it now? Right, right. right. Um, and it's and you're exactly right. Like he he thinks he should have had a better finish than what he actually did. And uh, but but you know all all race car drivers have to believe they're the best in the world. No, that's, that, that's fine. Is. That's and, fine. And then, but at some point they realize they're not the best in the world, at least, you know, except for Lewis and, Hamilton, who has certainly proven he is. Uh, but so like, when everybody else realizes it, that's when you, you back off and you say, okay, I can still uh, push the car further than my teammate, or, you know, I can put, I can push the car to its limit, you know, and uh, do the best for, for my team overall, even if I'm not the best in the world, but yeah, he's, uh, he needs to grow up uh, really fast. But like, yeah. it's like every every driver in that um, paddock has had an issue with the car where they've retired from a race because it's broken. Like, it's not unique to, he's not the first guy that he's had a good car and something's gone wrong mechanically and he's had to retire. Like, everyone in that paddock has had it happen. So, you know, like LK said, millennial spoilt guy that, oh, this happened to me. I don't have it. They're not giving me as good a car yeah. as they're giving Gassi. It's like, no, shut up, mate. I mean, you are the rookie driver that's come in. They're giving you everything they can to make you successful. The car had a problem. Sorry, man, it happens. Right. Ask Alonso. He's had it happen thousands of times. Just at McLaren then, alone. Quite, how, how old is Sonoda, though? He actually may, may not even be a – Yeah, so then actually he's not even millennial. He's, he's you know, Gen Z. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, apologies to the millennials. He's a Gen Z. He's he was born <laughs> yeah, in the, the 2000, 2001. Yeah, that's what he I meant. Said, I didn't mean millennial. I meant Gen Z. Yeah, the, yeah there's no flake. There's no flake part of Gen Z's. Actually, he's twenty one today. Twenty one. Yeah. 
He's best so he, in Australia today. He's, he's, not he's only... probably upset that everybody didn't get a trophy. He thought, you know, they, <laughs> and then you know, Lewis is walking around. You know, he's big on thing. He doesn't. Yeah. Well, no, uh, you know, he got the, the the little tire for for winning the pole, and he's and he asked the person, he's like, "Where did these go? What happened to these?" And like. It's yours. We give them to you. He's like, oh, really? I don't know where they go. Like, so they, like, he, just, he just throws them in the back of a motor. He has that many. hundred poles them. now. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, like, uh, coincidentally, I was watching Rush, uh, the movie yesterday about uh, Nick Lauda and James Hunt. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yeah. And obviously, like, movies, they change things. But, like, from what I heard in the 80s and then, like, what I definitely heard on the 70s that I didn't see by myself was that drivers got seat based on their abilities. Yep. Now, Lauda was rich, right? There's no contest there. And obviously, I think his money helped. But he was an extremely talented, you know, mechanical guy. Like, he yeah. would set up his cars. He would help set up. And Nelson Piquet was also very uh, knowledgeable. He was very widely recognized and known and respected. He was a mechanic, right, actually, before driving. So... I think these kind of guys that you know was able or were able to to help set up cars and help influence mechanics is over because everything's so electronic right now. It's so like a black box that drivers have no influence. Yeah, right? they sit and down you, and say it's felt bad. Yeah, and then you see people like Mazepin and Tsunoda, like that they are. Tsunoda has a merit, right? And he's there because he performed. Yeah, but like dude, you are on your third race of the season. Don't come complaining about your car not being the same you know like take a break you know if you can if you can help your mechanic set up your car don't question you know if it's the same car as Gasly or not you know grow up and like you are the rookie driver so if his car is better than yours you know the number one driver gets more of the upgrades faster it's just a fact of life it's how it happens but you know you're right he's a bit spoiled and we're going to get more because you know Elo is going to come in eventually uh, Marzipin's already there. It's just good that we've got drivers like Russell and Norris who are still that younger generation but still have that head on their shoulders that, like, right. I need to be sort of quiet in the media. I can't criticize too much of the team because we are we are a team, you know. They right. I don't think, think they, they're they better have than the team, mate. Daddy sponsoring, right? I don't know the, I don't know the upbringing of Norris and, and Russell, but I don't think they, they might have money. I don't know, but. They don't strike me as arrogant, rich people. You know. They're not there because they can bring in money. That's like Marzipin's there because he can bring in money. Sonoda right. brings in that Japanese market and sponsorship right. there. Schumacher's another one who is at Huss. I mean, he has – He. I mean, he's, he's there. Schumacher's he's a, a stretch, right? He's a stretch. Yeah, I mean, they – If he was a Schumacher, went, he would be a one more year F2. F, F yeah. Well, I, he won the championship, so he, he earned his position there, but they did fast-track him in because they needed that – like that, you saw it in Drive to Survive. We need the German sponsors want German money, so they went and found a German driver. So, yeah. um, but he he definitely is there because he is a good driver. He's just had some hard luck, but yeah, I mean, that's the future. The future is, I'm the best driver in the world. Why aren't I getting the best cars in the world? Like, does Sonoda want to drive a Mercedes because his car's not as good as a Mercedes? Like, does he feel he <laughs> deserves that? Everyone should have the same car. Right, like, right, yeah. So there was, there was something really telling in the in the pre-race when uh, Jensen Button was was talking about Sonoda, and uh, and and so then someone mentioned, well, or Jensen was saying someone needs to mentor him, you know, someone needs to talk him through this stuff, and they said, well, you know, 
are you going to volunteer to to do it? He's like, no, I'm too busy. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to deal with this kid. Uh, so that, like, that's very telling that there's, there's, there's certainly something to this, you know, that, that if there's smoke there, there, there's fire in this particular right. case that um, there, there's something about this kid that uh, that's a little bit off and, uh, and, and why somebody wouldn't just jump on, you know, and, and try to, to shepherd him through, uh, yeah. you know, this first part of his career. It's going to be interesting, you know, like it's, uh, I think it's starting, uh, Formula One is starting an era where you, you don't get that underdog, uh, driver that goes to win. Like, you know, Schumacher started on a Jordan, right? He was definitely an underdog and then Benetton wasn't that great. Right. Mm -hmm. And same thing with uh, Alonso, right? He he won on Benetton, which wasn't the, the best car the year before. Yeah. Right? So those guys started very scrappy and, and got there. And from that point on, Vettel, you can you can argue that he was scrappy or not, but he was like a BMW right driver. He, he had all the sponsorship and things behind. Yeah. Him. Then after him, it's just like you know, money talks. So I think uh, we're starting an era with all these youngsters. That it's more about the money and influence than you know talent. I mean, and you understand why they have to go that way to get sponsorship. But I mean, I think George Russell's there because he's a good driver. Oh yeah, yeah, the, I mean, yeah. And I hopefully they will be able to balance it out because right? he's in a bad car, but yeah. he's outperforming Latifi, and it's not even close. It's like they're in two different, completely different cars. But what what I what I uh, what I worry about George is that he get complacent with the fact that everyone's saying that he's good and he doesn't put up the, the time and effort to get better, you know, or keep improving rather. Um, nobody knows the situation. Like everyone is operating under the, the fact that it's a given that he's going to be at Mercedes yeah. next year. And it's this year, this year. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. But like, like, let's say, let's say he goes to Mercedes with Hamilton there. It's going to be another Verstappen versus anyone situation. Right. It, I don't think it's going to be the best for him either. So what does Toto do next year? Does he renew with Hamilton, knowing that it's not going to be a good experience for George, or does he hit the reset button? I think it could be no. a good thing for George. I mean, oh, it's an English no. guy. He's going to mentor yeah. him because he, he know, Lewis knows. He's Hamilton will not mentor anyone. Hamilton is team Hamilton. Well, yeah, but he, he knows he's going to, although George will push him a lot harder than um, Valtteri Bottas will, but... I mean, just some of the things that Lewis has done this year, you know, when both, you know, Russell and Norris have had bad bad races or experiences, he's reached out and said, hey, you know, you're a good driver. You've got to move past this. You'll be a lot better for it. I think he's a changed guy. I know he, you call him douche last of the day. Year, but last year when George run the car, did he say anything? No. no well, no, because he was – yeah, I'm sure the, he reached out privately. his car. Yeah. It's – You know what, guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, when, when we see uh, Russell in that car later this year, I think <laughs> Lewis will, will say, you know, I, I know I'm still better than this kid, and but, you know, he's he's the future of, yeah. uh, you know, of the team. So after Lewis wins this championship and the next two, <laughs> uh, after that, then he said, okay, George, now it's your turn. Your turn, yeah. yeah. I think when he gets number 10, he'll retire that season. Oh, he'll okay. go Because he doesn't want to be the guy who retires, you know, how many does he have already? How many does he have? Eight. So that this year will be nine. Next year will be ten. So, <laughs> Jesus um, so speaking yeah. speaking of Mercedes, a little bit of banter between Bono and Hamilton when they were referring to tires. 
Um, Lewis complaining that his tire, he didn't have much left in his tires. And Bono just with a bit of a snarky reply says, yeah, I don't think he has any like much left either. So a bit of banter knowing the situations. Obviously, there was a hell of a lot less pressure. Lewis pushing as hard as he can, knowing that yep. he's going to get there soon. And just a bit of a joke between two really good friends and a really good team. But it was and- pretty funny. And then Matt, Max, after the race, saying, you know, or complaining, you know, that the, the, the Mercs have so much more grip, you know, than, uh, than, than his car, too. They, uh, I mean, yeah, because he was out, you were out there sliding around on, you know, 40 lap tires. <laughs> yeah. They have better grip. And if memory serves me, he, that, that happened around lap 58. And we had our little side. Yep. Uh, side bet here that when when will hamilton complain about the the tires and go into winning or, or performing very well and you said 55 uh jamie so i'll give you a point on that because it's very close i almost had the scenario right too you know he was taught i said it would be in a situation where they're tossing up whether or not they pit again and whether or not red bull will, but they just pit before it so yeah yeah you know, so, i know mercedes so and Speaking of points, you predicted Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas, Perez, yep. and Leclerc. And God damn, those last two. Yeah, the last two killed you. However, you got three points. <laughs> and Jason and I got one point with Hamilton winning. That, that, that was it. Everything else. Oh, yeah, because you guys had um, Bottas? Oh, no, Bottas second. Jason had yeah. Bottas second. And yeah. okay, you had. Le- well, I know, I, I had you Bottas had second. Third. No, North I had Science third. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you said Science was going to be good. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going for the generic result that happens every week. I don't know. <laughs> just picking on what I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm going I'm with gonna, the AWA stats. <laughs> I'm going to go safe next week. No more No trying to invent the wheel here. Well, Monaco's a different kettle of fish, man. It's not a simple race. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Leclerc will probably go really well. Ricardo loves but, Monaco. so And that's the problem, right? Because we did this after the FPs. Uh, so we were kind of tricked by the performance of the yeah. FPs. Yeah. I, I almost want to do the, the, the preview of the race before the we, FPs. We have to do it before the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Before we know anything, just as cold then, turkey. Yeah. Because yeah. Alonso definitely tricked me on this weekend with his performance on Friday. Yeah. So the, the surprise pick will be okay. Uh, will there be an on-track pass for the lead at any point uh, in the race? <laughs> yes or no? I think it's no. No. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Answer no. <laughs> you just can't at Monaco. Like even yeah. in the video game you play, you try to get up the inside of that really slow hair- hairpin. It's like you can't without causing contact, and they just—that's one of the main things at Monaco is just get to the end of the race let everything else happen so i mean monaco is all about the scenery right it's so nice that's why i love it i hate playing it on the game but i love watching it like it's my favorite race all year i'm just hoping that they delay it uh, a week uh, to put it on memorial day where it's supposed to be uh, but i I don't think it's going to happen so yeah keep Um, waiting so one last thing i made another prediction that nikita mazepin would not crash out in this race Bam, didn't crash out. Two laps down, as I said it, between two and four laps. Hell of a good job, Nikita. You're learning. Hey, he had more influence on the race outcome than Botas did. Right? <laughs> he, he actually yep. put the win in doubt there for, for a moment. So. Yeah, when he kind of balked <laughs> Lewis again. Yeah. Well, just to but, get in the way. Uh, well, in our defense here, he did, he did spin during qualifying. So. Yeah. He got it out of the way. So. Yeah, and he did. Fu- he did fuck with Norris on Q two, I think. Oh no, Q one. Yep. Yeah, he lost so. a point for that and three grid yeah. places. So, 
yeah, I mean, he's doesn't seem like a really good guy, but oh, you no, know, I predicted this was going to be the one. I thought he could get around this track for sixty-four laps and not crash and vindication. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Proud, on, proud, proud of me. You, you are leading the predictions board, so I am. Uh, we'll put them up on Twitter when this show drops. But yeah, I'm, I'm having a good, good couple of weeks at the moment. Monaco is out the window. Like I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Like Verstappen's probably going to win because um, Lewis doesn't. Generally, things don't go well for him at Monaco. So we'll see how it don't, goes. Don't, but, um, don't get my hopes up. Yeah. He's won five in a row. So <laughs> has he won five Monacos in a row? Oh, he's won a bunch. Yeah, fucking Hamilton. It can't be five because Ricardo won one in two thousand six. No, that would yeah, that could be five. Actually, yeah. yeah. It's been a long time since Ricardo was good. Um, anyway, right. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? You guys got anything else? Uh, I think that's it. That was a good one. We'll probably yeah. come back next week for something before the before the weekend. Previous, yeah, absolutely. We have to do before. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I, uh, I hope. I, I wish there was no down week, but again, apparently drivers need to rest. So, okay. I don't get to rest. Um, and shout out to us. We're now an Apple Podcast, so check us out oh, on yeah. there. Um, that was a new thing that came up this week, and we've got our best best week of downloads so far on the show yet. So obviously, it makes a difference. LK promoting us now that we're on Apple. Um, yeah. But so now, my, all of our American listeners, yeah, and I don't know how many Australian ones. We have more listens on the last episode, but it won't give me the stats. But I have stats on the lo- most least listened to one. So give it time. We'll have the stats. But yeah, shout out to all our listeners, all our friends and family that support us. Um, and shout out Lando Norris. I know you're listening. Please come on the show. We'd love to have you. You yeah. are our guy. So can't wait to um, talk but, uh, Twitch streams with uh, with Lando. <laughs> yes, and maybe we should get him to Twitch. That's how we'll get his attention. Right. <laughs> but um, other than that, it's late for you guys. It's kind of early for me. I got plenty of time. Right. But, um, was nice talking to you. We'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.